What's up, everyone? Kevin Allen here, aka the Geek from DFS Army, and I've got the man himself, the author of Winning the Million Dollar Game, Adam Burns, with me to talk over the NFL Week Three slate from a Shark Lab perspective. What's going on, Burns? Uh, not much. Nice. Um, we were just talking about how things went last week, yeah, and just in general about the whole Kyron Williams late breaking news. And I think as this is a discussion of how to kind of win the DraftKings Millie maker, you know, and, and the move that effectively won the Millie maker last week, which was, um, you know, when the news came out about Kyron Williams getting the full workload for the Rams, Cam Akers, not going to, you know, not, not going to, not going to play. Right. So, one of the things that happened was, you know, certain players um, went out and shifted all of their lineups to make sure they get a lot of this Kyron Williams thing. And what's interesting of, of Kyron Williams, right? And what's interesting about that is, you know, that's an approach that we we often use specifically for NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sorry, for NBA, right? Where we're... And and inter again, interestingly, Kyron Williams wasn't actually in the Millie Maker winning lineup last week, but that's irrelevant. He was in a lot of winning lineups last week. He was not in the number one Millie Maker right. winner, but whatever on that. But um, I think the the Kyron Williams thing really has me fascinated because in NBA Burns, what we do, we wait for late breaking news. We're all very used to changing all of our lineups in NBA. Five minutes before lock, like we, we've we've got that down. But for NFL, it's not really something that um, that is clear cut. Let's put it this way: it's not a clear cut thing. So I wanted to get your opinion on this. Late breaking news comes out. We get a player who is general, effectively unowned or supremely low owned, and now all of a sudden they're in a better spot, right? Um, but yet. The matchup isn't great. It's not like, oh my God, shift all your lineup. There, you know, it's a it's a it's an underdog team going up against an elite defense, and it's kind of like, eh, okay spot. Right. The best thing going for that situation was just volume and and primarily that um no one was gonna be on Kyron Williams because we didn't find out until so how do you deal with a situation like that? You were just telling me that that type of situation comes up again, regardless of outcome, that that would have had you changing lineups right away. Yeah, the reason why is we had guys within the same range of salary um, as Kyron. Like we had Chalk weekend. Kelly last yeah, week in a horrible right. matchup. We talked about it on this show. We talked about yeah. it on every breakdown about how Josh Kelly, you know, against the Titans, not the best play because the Titans stopped the run and he's going to be right. so chalk. Like we didn't like the Kelly play last week, but yet a lot of people were eating that chalk even knowing this. Yeah, it was almost like uh, Kelly was the de facto number one fantasy point per dollar guy last week, and obviously, you're if you are just running an optimizer, he's going to end up in a lot of your lineups. So when Kyron Williams' news came out, um, unfortunately, I was actually driving at the time, and I saw the news, and I couldn't actually pull over and load up my computer and go at it and change everything within a drop of a dime um, but had i been in front of my computer i would have basically sh dropped all my kelly shares and basically all my dylan shares last week and went 
100% on Williams or all that ownership on those two guys and put it on uh, Williams, not because of the fact that it was just a a good play or anything like that. San Francisco is a pretty good defense, but they are porous against the run, uh, not the pass catching backs, but just the run in general. And uh, he did feast on them. Uh, he had over 20 points in DraftKings. Um, and it was a good play. It was a good move. Um, and it, it's an ownership move. And the reason being that it was a good move is because you ate up all that ownership in your lineups with him, skyrocketed up the leaderboards um, in those 4 p.m. games. But let's say, uh, yeah, it, it was ultimately why it was yeah, an ownership it, move. It was pretty wild. And one of the, um, I guess it must have been a fan. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the players that really cleaned up last week, I think, was um, Squirrel Patrol from uh, Roto Grinders, and he was talking mm -hmm. about how he had, you know, as soon as he heard that news, you know, he was scrambling to change lineups as well. And I was like, huh, I think it was him anyway. I'm not sure, but I think it was. Um, let's take a look at let's take a look at what won the Millie Maker last week. Yeah, it was. And um... It was ultimately a, a Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller stack. The the Saquon Barkley part. You know, what's funny is how far off this is from the actual nuts lineup. It's super far. It's not even close. You didn't. But but nonetheless, this works. So um, we had I'll, I'll go through this list. Like if you we had a lot of these players at almost chalky or, or certainly they were heavily featured in in the in the shark lab as well as in my sheet. Right. Uh, last week, uh, Daniel Jones, of course, we've been playing him, waiting for this uh, breakout. It was Jones to Waller was a kind of an obvious pairing, even though Waller, again, not necessary for the nuts, but he he's in it, right? Um, now I did not have any Saquon Barkley exposure at all last week, but Rashad White definitely. Keenan Allen, we talked about him last week. I didn't get to Christian uh, Kirk at all, and it's just a random that Kirk went off in that horrific performance from the Jaguars, by the way. Um, Nico Collins was somebody we loved, and I still love everybody in that Houston passing offense. They're throwing 44 passes a game. Three guys are just splitting those up. It's great. The only one who's not benefiting is Dalton Schultz right now. And and then um, Tampa Bay defense was pretty chalk as far as like one of the popular defense choices uh, of the slate. So really, where did this really get unique, uh, Burns? It was like Moss... Moss wasn't even low. I didn't like Moss. I didn't think Moss was going to have a good game until Richardson got concussed. So I didn't I didn't personally love Moss here in this spot, but he, he had a pretty good game. Cheap running back. It's amazing that this one, it, it seems rather obvious in hindsight. Yeah. And and what's also amazing is there are misses all over the place here. Like I said, um, you know, didn't need Waller really. 13 points didn't really do much for you. Um, Saquon Barkley wasn't the best points per dollar value yeah. at running back. So, but, but here we are. That's what took a million down. So you don't have to be perfect guys. Yeah. And ultimately like the last two weeks in DFS on DraftKings have been very, um, I don't know. It's Fantasy point scoring has been very low. Let's just put it that way. Take a look at this, Burns. And then I want to I want to actually show off uh, or show another thing that's really important to convey to people who are attacking the Millie Maker. Before we get into week yeah. this week, I just want to point out a couple other things. First is 
Yeah, I mean, if you broke 200 fantasy points, uh, you were in the top 100 in this Millie Maker, which is like out of how many? Out of almost 300,000 entries. So, so like, I, I bet if we go to a larger contest, we're going to be like low 200. Yep, it's going to be a low 200 score to win it. And there's Kyron all over the place um, in, in the winning lineups for these smaller contests. So, yeah, you only needed a 200. You could have misses. It didn't matter. You just probably just needed Daniel Jones in there. That's right. At the helm. Um, so you could add Daniel Jones and Waller and would have been fine. Yeah. And and this is across multiple contests. Like uh, I bet in the flea, it'll be like 205. It, it's yeah. 218. But like the flea only, only got 30 lineups or 25 lineups above 200, which is crazy. Um, crazy as well. So yeah, get Kyron in your lineup last week. Um, one more thing I wanted to point out is I, I always like to show this because I, I like to do the count burns mm -hmm. of how many people like, should you, oh, awesome, made money. Should you expect to make money when you're doing 150, right? So right. check this out. This is everybody who ran 150. Am I in the mill? No, this is the flea. Wait, let's go to the Millie Maker. The Millie Maker is the best one to show this on because we're talking about how to win a Millie Maker. I want people to manage their expectations when they enter this giant tournaments, right? So I'm going to sort by lineups that have 150 entries here, right? And take a look at this. I want to show you all the red. We're going to count them out. So out of the first 100, you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. And the, this, will, this will get crazier in the next one, but 20, 26 out of 100 didn't lose money. 75 out of, 74 out of 100 in the first 100 did lose. But when we go to the next, you're going to see one. And while you're going through that, I don't think you have to. A lot of people believe that you have to mass multi-enter this contest. In all reality, you really don't. You just have to be on the right combination of players, um, right combination of games almost. So I, ultimately, if you if you can only afford, you know, say, $200 into this contest, which is 10 lineups, go for it, I would say. Um, otherwise, you know, don't enter it at all. But if you can only afford a certain amount of lineups, like last week, I was pushing other contests, so I really didn't get into the Millie Maker all that much. So I had six lineups in it, but I had two of them that placed somewhere really high. So it's like, hmm, out of six lineups, <laughs> you know. It's, it gets crazy, but it is it is wild. Um, so I went through the 300 lineups, 350 lineups that people max uh, that 350 people that max entered the Millie Maker last week, and 30 out of the 350 didn't lose money, mm -hmm. which leaves you with 320 out of 350 that lost money. So once again, just to be clear, over 90% of the time when you max enter, you're going to lose money. 
and and in these contests. So you have to understand what you're doing here. This is a long game where if you put in lineups that have a chance of winning, eventually you will take a top five here, hopefully. And it, it you know, it's a psychological nightmare though. This thing messes with your head because 90 plus percent of the time you you max enter this and you lose and you start to think, oh my God, I suck at this. Right? Maybe I'm just not good at this. Well, you know who else sucks? Literally everybody playing it. You just go through the names. Like these are the who's who of DFS players. We're not talking about, you know, average Joe. There's LOL advantage, you know, coming off the big win, by the way. Uh, The the 100K is now maxing out. What's up? What's up, Ray? I didn't even know he was doing uh, that. What was his exposures? He uh, he wasn't, He you know, he did all right. He only lost 680, so he's playing well. Uh, Looks like he went almost 100%. Fuck yeah. Almost 100% Josh Allen. There you go. Look at look at look at Ray. And ultimately, oh, you know, Josh Kelly though. This is a blind. I mean, you 100 Josh Kelly. So he's just eating value here. Yeah, what's wild? Sometimes is that's pretty good. If you're going to go 100 on a guy, <clears throat> I would not eat the value. I would not eat the value on 100 of the guy, especially if they're going to be the highest owned player. Not because the when they, right? Yeah. Exactly when they falter. And like he did, he faltered big time. Um, you're, everything's going to falter for you. If he just sw- swaps to Kyron. Or he swaps to Brian Robinson. Or Zach Mo- Yeah, there was a lot of other ways to go there. But Brian Robinson um, was the beast mode last Encouraging, week. and barely anybody had him. Encouraging to see uh, LO advantage. I, I didn't know he was going to, I was going to run. There's Al Smizzle in there. Um, so. Smiz, he. He mass multi he mass multi enters it every week. Yeah, here's here's statsational, uh, yeah. our own, and he went against his own philosophy here. He's trying and, new stuff though. Uh, he must be because what the fuck, bro? He is fifty percent. Josh Kelly, come on. A lot of Jamar Chase, but we know Devontae. how he runs. We know how he runs his optimizer. So. Um, he probably did get that much Josh Kelly because of the rules. I was getting that incorporates. too. Yeah, I was getting that too. So like he, Josh Kelly was projected so well yeah. that even with massive uh, randomization on, even with massive uh, uniques, and sorry, we're going to talk this week. I just, I, I think this is a fun mm-hmm. part of this. But uh, even with all of that, um, it wasn't enough to get him out of your lineups. You would have had to like forcibly remove him it's it's uh, a little bit what i had to do um to and we may see that with another guy this week had some had some puka uh who is who's popping this week as the crazy value uh let me pull it up it's the new orleans running back oh boy um ford jr and not ford uh, jones jones Jones. jr i don't like that at all i i think that's going to change um that that will change actually uh, because okay. I think that um, the rookie uh, Kendry Miller, I, yeah, there we is, go, is mm-hmm. likely to play, and that's going to muddle muddy the water a little bit there. And now, of course, the Ford value is muddied a little bit, although not too much for me. For others, yeah, I, the Ford value is muddied because the Titans we've been avoiding their their rush defense every week, and now they play they play him, and and also you know Kareem Hunt coming to the Browns, but but I don't think. I think this is the week where you can actually attack Titans defense. That's another story via the run. 
I'm just looking through to see if there's anybody else who's, whose lineups I want to take a look at. Megan Joy has won the Millie Maker a few times. They, mm -hmm. I'm using they, them pronouns, not because of anything other than I don't know if that's a man or yep. a woman. Right. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I don't know if that's a, a but hi on Josh Kelly eating some chalk here. This looks like a a projections. No, actually, twenty percent Des Ritter. You know what? Whatever logic they're using that yep. got them twenty percent on Des Ritter. I'm not going to decipher that. I have no idea what possible thought could be going through someone's head to do that. Um, I mean, I guess Ritter and Drake London that combo twenty percent. Kenny Walker. Let's see where the field leverage is. Joe Mixon. Oof. Stefan Diggs. You know, I was on Mixon last week too, so there's there was merit to the play. Yeah, it, 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 Mixon was one of the cheapest he had been in a long time. It just didn't really work. Um, yeah, weird leverage. I I actually played Hunter Renfro in some lineups when um, information came out that uh, the law firm wasn't going to be playing. D didn't really work. He only had a couple of receptions in the very last you know, series of the game. He was just an afterthought. Um, God, you saw, let's see. Who I else? thought, um, I thought Devonte Adams was going to explode like overall, but he fit, he fizzled yeah. there towards the end. There's Max Steinberg, St Simbro, all the Sims in the world didn't help you turn a profit or get off of Josh Kelly. Everybody was on that guy. I'm telling you, it was sim sim simulate him not, you know, not having a good game next time. Like what really happened? Um, and a lot of people are going to probably be on him again this week. Potentially should be on him. By the way, you want to go to that now, right? Yeah. yeah. Now's the time after he failed with that's when you want to go to it. You don't want to, you know, that's that's the time. Let's see what some of the winners did. I'm um, see if I can recognize any names of anybody who was up. Uh, I guess Ray of Hope. Uh, he's a pretty good player. He's Drag. been uh, hitting a lot lately. Yeah, he was uh, he was in the top twenty last week as well, or not last week, but the week one. He just went heavy on Josh Allen, which is fine. Some Baker Mayfield. That's an interesting one. Um, Evans. Yeah. So you know, this is how you you did well last week. You played some some uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, but Ray of Hope, he's been doing it in a long time. Yeah, he's been around forever. The two um, guys there have been doing it forever. Is that a team? Yeah. Yeah, that's a team, right? Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Papa Gates. Yeah, so here, here, this is what I like to see. So Papa Gates, Papa Gates did the last second Kyron Williams swap. And you yep. see he got massive massive uh leverage on kyron williams impressive um the rest of the run doesn't look very uh very impressive but but that that move alone was enough to sort of pull him out of the lose money zone into the making money zone let's see what he did at qb here yeah just loaded up on gino which actually worked out really well so it, it you know the burrow didn't but he just played look at look at what papa gates is doing he's only playing two qbs Last yeah. week, he played Gino and Burrow. I bet his, his brother Chipotle played two other QBs, and that's how they figure out. Oh, so they do their thing. But um, 
And then in single entries, they go off of those four guys completely to another quarterback. Is that how they do it? Probably. That's a wise way. So you're attacking tournaments with these these guys and give yourself like a lot of outs. You have to be really deliberate about that kind of approach and really be paying attention to what you're up to. Um, fully faded Trevor Lawrence. Maybe the brother played. I, I wish I would have fully faded him in single yeah. entries. Looks like Chipotle Attic is is not playing. Oh wait! Oh no, there he is. I was like, wait, is he not playing? Let's see if he he played the same guys. So the brother Chipotle Addict. Loaded up on Burrow as well. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out um, too well for you. So that was got uh, hurt too. Yeah, Burrow does not look certain to play this week. After what happened last week. But that's so, not on the main slate, though. Yeah, that's Stunna. Let's see what he's up to. 14. Yeah, he played a, you know, uh, let's see the whole thing. I just like to look where people choose to leverage. No, no heavy leverage. That's Stunna playing a, a J, you know, a statsational style here. Anyway, all right. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. Wait, actually, one more. Whistles go woo. I always like to see what Whistles does. Yeah, he's um, good. And again, here, take a look. But Whistles did not do any sort of heavy leverage. It looks like he did the um, optimizer bro approach of low, you know, just spreading out exposures across all the the uh, QBs on the slate. Interesting, you know, that he got pretty heavy on Daniel Jones and Anthony Richardson. That could have gone really well had Richardson, um, you know, played out the game. Let's see here. Running back. Did he get to Kyron? No. My thoughts are with that is that once we're going to have three weeks in, so week four, you're probably going to start to see whistles go woo in tournaments, start to move his player pool, tighten it a little bit in certain positions where he's going to go heavy on certain guys. I noticed that last year with him. I, I saw him do it. I don't know why. Um, here's one interesting one, though. He did fully, fully fade Josh Kelly. That's so he did remove the chalkiest running did back. He, did he lose? Was he profitable uh, or no? No, he was down a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he was down. But that's not the only and the ultimate reason for judging. But it's interesting to be that high on Danny Jones and still be down. That means the rest of his run must have been pretty bad. Uh, Puka, oh, he's a little over the field. I don't understand how Puka was as low owned as he was. Um, Chig, he went very heavy on Chig Okonkwo. That didn't really work, but none of the tight ends really worked out last week anyway. It wasn't like tight end was going to make or break you. Arizona defense was was fine. Well, no, actually, they were terrible. Did they do okay? Arizona defense? Yeah, no, they were terrible, right? No, they, they did were, all right. They actually did fine. Yeah, they did they fine. Right. They, they right. had a modest... Um, I think it was like nine anyway. points. All right, let's move off of that segment, guys. Um, so uh, let us know in the comments if you enjoy like a little Millie Maker review. Yeah, before we, we kind of get into the um the plays for this week, but I I, I find that stuff interesting, so I don't care. If, you know, I like it. But let us know if you guys like it. I Arizona can, wasn't even modest; they were like poor. It was four points. Yeah. That, okay. So, but they were looking good early in that game, actually. And then, uh, you know, the comeback. That's what I remember. I was like, 
I, I had Jets and I was uh, in in one sort of cashy lineup. And then I was like, you know, I, I need to make a swap. This isn't going to work. And I just was looking at Arizona. I didn't do it. And then I was regarding it. But I don't think it would have mattered. Um, I couldn't believe at one point in time that I was like, I was talking to my brother and I said, you know what? The Giants have gone through six quarters of football without scoring a point. This is in, this is un, unheard of. I've never seen it before. No, the, the Bears have called and they 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 asked to hold their hold my beer. <laughs> they feel they they can beat that record. Yeah, it's it's a little give interesting. Us, give us a couple more weeks, we'll take that record down. Uh, the Bears. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about NFL Week Three, and um, you know, right off the bat, there's a chalk game that that really stands out quite a bit. And that is the game between the Vikings and the Chargers. Mm -hmm. There are so many reasons why this game should blow up. But at the same time, how, you know, it feels like whenever you would target the, the 54 point total game, it's a dud, right? But there's a lot of reasons why this game should blow up. So um, news nuggets about that game. You know, Cam Akers traded to the Vikings, I guess. That's interesting. Um, Eckler continues to not practice as of today, Thursday. You know, we saw last week with Herbert that no Eckler in the game is actually quite a positive for the rest of the Chargers offense. Eckler sucks in a lot of fantasy points. It was the like, highest Herbert... Um, draft DraftKings or any fantasy point production that he's had in almost a year and a half, two years. What's crazy is <laughs> what's crazy about that Burns is I've been screaming about this. I feel like I've been screaming about this for two like years, and people always look at me like I have multiple heads on my shoulders. I'm like Herbert does not appear in tournament winning lineups, and it's been that way for like years. Uh, it certainly was like that the entirety of 2022. And people will point to like a 27 or a 25 or a 28 that he put up. And I said, that's great that he did that a couple times, but like that didn't actually win the tournament that week. You need 30 plus fantasy points at the salary that he's he's put in at to have a shot. He's at 7,500, but at times he'll go up to 7,900. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the 7K range, that 7, 14, 35, you need 5X on DraftKings from your quarterback, which means he needs a 35 to get you there or in the thirties. And he's just, I don't, there's no history of Herbert doing that, but Eckler was playing. So now there's no Eckler. I think he has a legitimate chance to put up the 30 plus in a game like this, but how do you, are, how, how are you treating this game in general for Millie maker purposes? It should be pretty chalky on both sides. Like these stacks are going to be highly owned. It is. It's going to be one of the most chalky, these guys will be all chalk all the way across all, all positions. Madison, he'll be chalk. Um, you'll see Jefferson. He'll probably be the highest point per dollar guy at wide receiver. He'll be extremely chalk. I, I could see him being 27 plus percent owned. Um, be, I mean, I feel like Jefferson's probably good chalk, but chalk nonetheless. And anytime you have a 27% owned $9,400 player that needs to put up 40? 45. I mean, four, 45 to plus. hurt you if you didn't play him. 35, mm -hmm. you know, or plus when you do play him to not hurt you. In other words, as long as he puts up 35, you're like, all right. 
Yeah. If you got to 45, it's like, oh, thank you for helping me win a tournament. But um, yeah, I would be very, I'd be very uh, surprised if I saw um, Keenan Allen's ownership below 25%. I'd be very uh, surprised. Let's take a look at the optimizer here and the projections. And um, yeah, I mean, right now we haven't projected for 24% ownership. So right there. Yeah. Right there. By the way, I think it's, you know, another thing I wanted to point out was like how important it is to differentiate in a smaller contest, like the 555, the, the, the spy, the, the, you know, these contests that are a little more high dollar, 500 entrant, 300 entrant. I don't need the full 45 out of Justin Jefferson in that. I just want to lock in points right. in that kind of contest. So if Justin Jefferson gets a 28 to a 33, okay. You're doing good. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, it's he's helping you to the win in that one. So, um, at the QB position, are you uh, Shark Lab? Are we are we loading up on on Herbert here? I mean, he gets the elusive 100 rating. Yeah, it, it's dependent on the the Eckler news whether Eckler is going to play or not. Let's assume he doesn't play under it, the assumption that Eckler will be out this week. He doesn't play. The game is really close. It's a it's a spread of point and a half, 53 and a half point total. Um, so you're looking at, you know, 27 and a half to a 26 implied team totals. Um, honestly, I think you can go right back to Herbert if Eckler's not in the game here. Uh, Eckler plays. Um, he's probably going to be not his full self. Um so that could play into into play here, but who do you pair with Herbert? I honestly I don't know if I go right back to Keenan Allen in this one. Um, I think go to Mike Williams here. Yeah, um, switch it up. Williams got a ton of targets last week. Uh, people lost in in last week's shuffle. Was you know when Mike Williams gets targets, really good things usually happen. Right now, the 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 monster things didn't happen last week, but. Mike Williams with 13 targets. So if you run that through any sort of process that you want to look look to, this dude, if he's getting 13 targets, should be putting up 30 plus. If he gets 13 targets today, uh, uh on Sunday, I would bet like and and all right, and you want to give me odds, Burns. Yep. Here are the odds. Hundred dollar bet. If he gets 10 plus targets, I say he scores over 30. The the flip side would be under 20. Which mm -hmm. is more likely? Over 30 or under 20? And I don't even need the full 13. Give me 10 targets. You might even be looking at even odds on that one for sure. Or something in that range. So th this is what I'm saying. It might even and if you give me 13 targets, I'm putting the minus odds on the upside, especially given the big gap. Like, I think it's more likely that he puts up more than 30 than that he puts up less than 20. Exactly. So this was a fluke last week. And if you're going to feed Mike Williams 13 targets in a game, yes, please. Right. That's your guy. And he's cheap. And, 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 um, you know, Keenan Allen is expensive is, is like really expensive. And he's like the most expensive he's been almost, that I've ever seen uh, because he's coming off the big game. So to, to me, it's a Mike Williams week all day. Um, 
What about Kirk Cousins, the other side of that game? Uh, Kirk Cousins had a monster game in an unexpected spot on Thursday night against the Eagles. The Eagles, I don't know what's going on with that defense. Yeah, that'll be one where we have to look at it when they come on, back onto the main slate again, um, maybe in week four or, or later. But, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins is in play here, um, very much so at home. Him and uh, him and his compadres, you know, J.J., Addison, they're all in play here. Uh, Hawkinson's in play, though I don't like tight ends at home that aren't favored. This line flips to the Minnesota side. It'll be... It, it'll be a very beneficial flip to Hawkinson. Um, Madison in the running game, this is going to be tricky. Um, I don't know how this game plays out. It looks like uh, how Vegas is going to, how Vegas is projecting this game to play out as a shootout. How does that play with Madison in this week? So um, I'm more on the, on the passing game for both teams, especially Feckler's out um, with the Chargers. Um, and I'm on the passing game for Minnesota versus the run. You know, that doesn't mean I won't have shares of Madison. I just think that the passing game does so much better than the running game in this game. Madison's had a little extra pressure with Cam Akers uh, now on the team. I think actually that'll probably lead to a, a shockingly good game from Madison here. I think like that extra pressure. I don't think Cam Akers is going to get in the game a ton, but could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll ease him in, you know, but he has played with the OC before, so yeah, we'll see. That could be, that's what I'm saying. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um, reminder, we're talking to Burns, uh, author of Winning the Million Dollar Game. You can get that book, uh, how, to, how to Take Down the DraftKings Millie Maker. That book's available on Amazon. Link in the description below. You can go grab the book have it as a reference, but Burns, when it comes to the book itself, what, what you've got in there, are a lot of metrics for position groups, um, you know, where to target and when, and what has traditionally worked to take down big tournaments on DraftKings and FanDuel. So uh, specifically DraftKings actually, but um, beyond the obvious cousins, Herbert, who are some quarterbacks that are popping in the shark lab for week three? Uh, this one had to do more of a deep dive uh, in week three based off of the last two weeks. Um, a couple of quarterbacks are popping for us. Um, Goff again this week at home uh, with Atlanta coming in. Atlanta has given up, you know, the, the 23rd defense, ranked defense, have given up points to the quarterback position. <clears throat> you know, Detroit's offensive DVOA is third in the league right now. It's really high. Um, so I, I see another good game coming out of golf at home. I like Gino at home with Carolina coming across the country. Uh, Carolina is quite porous against the quarterback position. They go up 20, 25th most points to the quarterback position. Um, Seattle's past DVOA is sixth in the league. Um, I also like going right back to Lamar Jackson in this week with Indianapolis coming into into play here it's it's kind of a, a little bit too high of a spread that more than i like for lamar typically with baltimore they like to let off the gas when they get up really big um that's my only knock on lamar this week so it'll probably pull down some of my ownership percentages in him 
but I do like him this week again. Um, another game that I like is uh, Tua with Denver coming into town. Um, the only knock on this game for Tua that I see is the fact that uh, my uh, Denver is only allowing the fifth um, fifth lowest in the league for fantasy points against the quarterback. So the, there are only four other teams that are better than Denver in the league this year. And that's, that's something that we've seen in our, in our research that we want to see quarterbacks going up against defenses that give up 15 or higher um, fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, And currently where we stand in our through week two, um, it's actually pretty, pretty good indicator. 98% um, through week two of Fantasy points to the quarterback position, 15 to the 32nd ranked league, uh, ranked teams in league defenses. So, and that's that's 40 lineups that we've looked at for the Millie Maker. So 98% are targeting the worst defenses in the league against the quarterback position. So this is one of the knocks on Tua this week that I see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair knock. Um, Denver has Pat Sertain, so they do have a good cornerback. The flip side of that, though, is, you know, Miami is going to keep throwing. Mm-hmm. And Tua is just always in play. That That's just my Tua belief. Like, they're going to throw so much. As long as Denver doesn't do what the Patriots did last week, which was drop, you know, a safety back into coverage every single play, they effectively force the Dolphins to run the football and beat them via the run. That's what the Patriots do. I, I don't think the... I don't think the uh, Broncos are going to use that same style and approach. You know, it's not, it's not Belichick, although Belichickian in some ways, but it's not, it's not Belichick um, doing, doing that over there. So, you know, they're not going to be as game plan specific as the Patriots are, but um, I think to somebody that's always in my mix, let's, let's move um, down a little bit here. Uh, Josh Allen, You know, in a non-competitive road game environment, potentially. But I think Josh Allen's always in play. He's the most expensive QB, though, uh, or one of the most expensive QBs on the slate. Yeah, he's always good play. Um, he's on the road, so he's going to have to, you know, they're going to have to keep forcing the points here. Um, I like him with Diggs this week again. I uh, like, I had some love for Gabriel Davis last week. Um, really saw that actually being a good pairing and it turned out to be a pretty decent pairing. It wasn't one of the winning pairings, but it turned out to be a pretty decent pairing as if you look at stacks overall, we talked about it on this show last week Mm -hmm. that if you have Davis in your lineup, it should be paired with Josh Allen more often than not, because if Josh Allen, like when Davis goes off, Josh Allen almost always goes off. Right. It's kind of like, Allen could go off without Davis, but Davis almost can't go off without Allen. And that's that WR2 phenomenon that we see, especially WR2s that aren't, you know, passing volume based, but rather touchdown based. So, you know, Puka could go off and not drag Stafford with him because, you know, he's getting 20 targets and 15 receptions. That's a different thing. But like a touchdown based guy like, like, uh, like Davis, he's not going off 
when he's going off, he's usually pulling Allen with him, although it didn't quite pull Allen enough. But Allen was fine last week. By the way, Allen could have helped you win tournaments, just not the Millie maker last right. week. Like, he was fine. Um, what about Pat Mahomes? I, I think this game with the Chiefs and the Bears is really interesting because on the on the Chiefs side, they're, they're not like a team that lets off the gas against a bad defense. They tend to keep scoring. It's not like they're going to all of a sudden go run heavy or do something like that. Um, and then... On the flip side, what if Chicago turns it around? What if Fields plays better? That's and then what I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping for that in this game, though the spread doesn't really indicate that. They indicate that Chicago is going to maintain their really bad ways um, with a minus 12 and a half spread. You know, that's a pretty significant well, spread. They don't know. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't know. But, it, it would be a shocker if, uh, you know, Bobby Wow said, be a week early rather than a week late on, on yeah. fields. We'll talk to you I, about it tomorrow. I'd say Mahomes in this one. I think I think your best pairing with Mahomes is Kelsey. Um, typically in high spread games, Kelsey has done pretty well um, with Mahomes. Also don't mind even going to the running game here as well. High spread. There's two really high spreads that I'm just – they're they're difficult to project, um, but how how is Kansas City going to actually play this game? Are, are they going to get way up at the first half, first three quarters, and then let up and um, you know the coast to the end? So that's where I could see like the running game coming into play with uh with Pacquiao and or Pacheco and um, and I could see uh, Kelsey getting his run in the first three quarters. Uh, with Mahomes, so that could be a potential winner there. I don't, I don't, I don't recall too much history of Kansas City letting off the gas in any game. They may not, but they get up by twenty. I mean, obviously, you're not gonna. Yeah, they're not pushing. Out. They're not put. It's not like pushing the effort, but they're you know they continue to try to score. I think they're fine. Um, the the negative I think here on on Pat Mahomes' salary, you know, it's not. Weirdly, it's not even that much higher. This week, DraftKings did something a little bit interesting with the salaries where everybody's kind of seven sixty nine hundred or or higher. Like when you look at the viable QBs, everybody's kind of in this zone of sixty eight hundred. And then you get to, you know, there aren't a lot of cheapies. I was I was trying to look in the cheapie zone here in the bargain basement, and there's not a lot of viability down here at all, from what I'm seeing. Do you see anybody? at the lower echelon of the salary range that, and I'm not counting Jared Goff as that. Sorry, Burns. He's at 6,500. That's, that's expensive to me. Give um, me a sub 6k guy that, you know, has a shot. You mentioned Gino, so I'll give you that one. And that's good. And he is very inexpensive. Um, I mean, can you trust the Watson in an elite matchup in the sense that when you're going up against the Titans, you want to throw against them. Can you trust Deshaun Watson? But he looked like shit. But but I don't know what that means. Can you trust Deshaun Watson here? I mean, you know, if you want to, uh, that game has a very low spread, so I don't particularly like it in general. Um, a little totally like, you mean? Yeah, the I don't really like it in general. But like a, a player that's sub six K that could actually have another good game this week, um, coming off a really good game last week. Uh, could be um, Russell Wilson on the road at Miami. Um, 
he's a road underdog and um we have seen road underdogs this year have done very well um so uh tua did it very well in week one and then um so i could see him doing well this week um you know he just has that something revived in him right now but i could also see this being um a running game for them as well so It'll be interesting to see how they play this. I like Jerry Judy stacked with him. So that was not one of the stacks that I was on at all. So I like that. Um, I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, I was definitely not on that. Um, mentioned Gino Jordan Love here at the Saints at home. Derek Carr is always like kind of a no. Joan Mac Jones, the guy who popped for me a little bit was CJ Stroud and and I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on a lot of lineups but CJ Stroud he has not been throwing interceptions and he's throwing the ball 44 times per game so he's really easily stacked he's inexpensive and the people you stack him with are low cost as well so I had a little bit of like a crazy silly for the millie thought on on CJ Stroud as an, you know, in, in, in running through the potential pay down options, that's really the only one that popped out for me as, as viable. Yeah. My only knock with him is, is that um, he's coming in as an underdog on the road and he's got a, a total that's underneath the totals that we look at. Um, yeah. It's a All 17 bad. point total. Uh, that's why I like Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson in this one, he's coming in with a 21 point total. Um, so Stroud, yeah, he's had that. He's had a lot of pass attempts. Um, you know, I love Stroud. He's a former Buckeye, so I love him in general, but, um, I don't think it's, this is his game. I don't think this is going to be the game for him. Uh, Yeah. It's not something I'm excited about. Like I said, it would be hard to pull the trigger, but none of these cheapies, Look all that great. Um, to your point, look at all these low totals, Cardinals, Panthers, yeah. Bears, Washington. These are all sub-20 point totals. That's just bad in the NFL. Um, and, and Houston's in that group. Um, so the Titans are in that group. And the Colts, the Colts now, if I had to pick one, and he's not a sub of one of these crappier teams, if Anthony Richardson plays, I think Anthony Richardson, even just after two weeks, Mm-hmm. is for me elevated to the point of almost must play. If he's playing, you almost have to play him every week. Yeah, he's going to he's like uh Fields was last year. Yeah, remember exactly the perfect example. Fields got to the point where the the nothing mattered. The 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 game total favorite underdog, it didn't mean anything. If right. Fields was in the game last year, you had to play him and I think that's where we're at. I think that's where we're at at this point with uh, with Richardson. Any other QBs you want to talk about um, in terms of uh, the week three slate here that that we didn't get to? No, I think we're good. The Shark Lab article. Uh, no, I think we're good. I Richardson may be a little hobbled in this game, so that's the only reason why I wouldn't not, go. Not to hobbled. Him. Not hobbled. He's going to be good. Concussed or not concussed? That is not hobbled. Always, well, always distinguish this. It's really critical, Burns. You know. I'm, this is year 10 of me saying this. The difference between a hammy and a concussion is 
when the hammy is over, it's not really over. But when the concussion is over, they're as good as new. So so either he's concussed or he's not. Um, I don't know if he's going to play, though. I, I legitimately I legitimately don't think he's going to play. I think the NFL has come down on teams for for bringing concussed players back too quickly, and, and they're just not going to do it as much or at all anymore. We'll see. I yeah, never know. I'm not on Minshew in this game. I just don't hard, see it. Yeah, hard to be on Minshew. You know, Minshew is good to be on in the right spot. Mm-hmm. But I'm this not sure isn't... at Baltimore on the road is like where I want to have my Minshew mania excitement. Although, you never know. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up passing. Yeah, none of these quarterbacks really pop. It, it's 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 a little it is an interesting week of quarterback. Do you get a little safe and just kind of? That's kind of why I like some some different uniqueness with uh, like a Lamar and um, some other quarterbacks, especially like Geno at home. I like Geno at home this week, just uniqueness that's off of what others are probably going to be on. The Geno spot could do it. What about T Law? I guess you go right back to T Law, but you know it's not like they gave you a bargain price on him either. No, year. they coming didn't. Off, coming off that dud, they didn't give us a bargain price. Um, he actually increased a hundred dollars versus last week. Um, but I, I have not been targeting quarterbacks against Houston. Um, they're actually pretty decent defense against quarterbacks. I do like Etienne though in this game. Okay. Well, yeah, Houston is definitely has been a team to attack via the run. Um, speaking of running backs, let's talk about the running back position. Let's take a quick look at the early um, chalk projections. So I'm sorting by ownership expectations as of now. And we're recording on Thursday. Uh, these numbers do tend to change and fluctuate quite a bit uh, over the course of the weekend. More news will come out. A player we weren't expected to be hurt will be out. And, you know, weird things like that happen, you know, as we get close to game time. But as of right now, I mean, there's some weird chalk here. This one's unexpected. A um, couple unexpected ones. Like I was not expecting to see Miles Sanders up at the top of the list at all. But yet here we are. Uh, I actually think Miles Sanders. So I don't think this chalk reflects the news that that um, Bryce Young was going to be out. But I think that Andy Dalton in the game is very good for Miles Sanders this week. Mm-hmm. And actually... He he is somebody that I am starting to really like. It's I don't I, I can't even fathom that he's chalky because it's next level thinking that gets you onto Miles Sanders. It's not like linear, but yet there it is. So I don't know if that's going to hold, but I do like Miles Sanders now with Dalton. Um, Jerome Ford, yes, I like that spot as well. Um, another week where the running back going up against the Titans is the chalkiest running back. Is this dangerous? Oh, this could be very dangerous. Um, this could be very upsetting for about we're at 20% right now. So you project that forward to Sunday, we're going to be around 30 to 32%, probably by time kickoff kicks. Um, it could be another 32% of those lineups being busted. Um, so I'm not going to be like all in on this guy, like a lot of people may be like we saw last week there there are definitely other areas that you can go to 4800 i i get it it's it's something like yeah it's a great price i get it but there are other court there are other running backs in better position better spots that are not that much higher than him yeah um 
that being said, like I said, I'm a little surprised at the ownership going that high on Ford. I will say, though, this. Unlike the previous two games where you had sort of um, situations, I, I think the difference for me between this game and the other two chalk running back versus the Titans situations um, to start the season is the Cleveland, the Browns produce well to the running back position. They got a great offensive line for the running game, and they do not abandon the run. That is not the style of play that, that the Browns have. They are going to focus the run no matter what the hell's going on and who it is. So I actually think it's a better spot, much better than the the Josh Kelly spot from last week or or the the and any of the backup running back spots. I, I do think Ford is is a good play this week. Um chalk aside, like I think it's a good play. Uh Tony Pollard up here. Mm-hmm. Pollard's a good play this week. Um uh, going into Arizona. Arizona just gave up a very big um performance to Saquon Barlick. Barkley, two touchdown performance to Barkley. Um, Pollard's going to tear these guys up. Pollard could see Ooh, breaking touchdowns. News. Not that we're we're not live, so actually I'm not even going to. But the breaking news is Brandon Ayuk is uh, looks like he is officially out for tonight. We're not a, this is not live, so can't really help anybody who's setting up for for the showdown. But uh, we will let the DFS Army uh, peoples know about that here um, shortly. But yeah, Tony Pollard, I think he's I think he's an every week 20 plus point type of player this season. I love him. I love him this week. I love him all weeks. Um 8K is a lot. And in order to play him, you have to afford things elsewhere. But high floor. This Pollard had over 30 touches against the Jets. Yeah. And the fact that Dallas is willing to let him do that, the fact that Dallas did not really get a proper backup for him on the team. They only have a 190-pound rookie sort of getting um, spelling him, which means they don't have like a, a bruiser they're necessarily bringing in at the goal line. It's just so good for his outlook this year. I think Tony Pollard is worth whatever they're charging, um, period. Uh, yeah, Kenny absolutely. Walker, Kenny Walker um, had the touchdowns last week. Burns, um, still good. Yeah, Kenny Walker's in a great spot here against Carolina defense that – Gives up a lot of points to the running back position. Um, you know, I I saw the Pollard play, and um, he was actually in the Shark Chronicles last week. The play was just it was just the right play. Um, Dallas being home, they needed to lean on the run in that game. Uh, looking at the the Jets defense, they really did shut down um, Josh Allen and the passing game the week before. Um, but James Cook did see quite a quite a bit of run in that game. And I thought it could translate to Pollard, who's a better running back than Cook. And um, it did. I mean, Pollard had a really good game uh, against a really good defense. And actually, to tell you the truth, the Jets' defense does give up points to the running back position. Are you saying um, Ramondre? Uh, I could. Don't forget about you know, I see... I see the love on Ramondre when I was looking at FanDuel earlier this week. I see the love on it. Uh, I get it. Um, but, you know, I got I to gotta see more from Ramondre. Uh, he's he's popping here on DraftKings DS as well. Um, Pollard's just a different type of back than Ramondre. So I, I, I don't mind the Ramondre play, but I like the Pollard play more. 
like last week than and I love Pollard this week. So if you you want to go high on your running back salary, I would go with Pollard. And I I also like Bijan Robinson as well. Yeah, Bijan has the uh, elusive 100 rating. You don't want to ever ignore uh the 100 rating. Yes. Um so it's right there. Bijan is such a beast. I love him this year. Um again, 7800 is a little spendy and and it's not as easy to make lineups when you when you're using 8k running backs I, I i think they're wonderful in your cash game environments um but just be careful um tony jones jr look at that he's getting the big uh the big bump right now in terms i, I think eventually his his um ownership projection will follow suit it, mm-hmm. it's it's not quite there yet um i think we have to find out about kendry miller and if he's going to play i don't love tony jones jr right I think um, you know, Taysom Hill is hanging out, taking yeah. goal line snaps, and I don't, I don't love Tony Jones Jr., but this projection is a bit um, out of control for him. Yeah the, the 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 metrics for the game against Green Bay are very good um, for running backs. So uh, whether Keandre Miller comes in, he's been absent from the team because of in, injury uh, the last two weeks. How is he going to? come into the fray on this week. Um, but if it's a Jones week where Miller is just in and out, maybe he sees 20% snap share where the rest of it, it goes to Jones. I could see Jones having a good week at a sub 5k salary. This is the, if they aren't, if they come out and they say, yeah, Keandre Miller is going to play, but we're not going to go to him a lot this week. He's going to be kind of like in and out. This is where I kind of see like some of the shares being filtered from Ford off of off of Ford to Jones. I could see it, or or just playing both. No, no one yeah. likes to play all the all the value. No. Um, if if you're asking me right now personally, I would bet. And what what do I know? But I would bet Ford outscores Jones Jr. Um, if I had to, if I had to, even though Jones Jr. is projecting better. At this moment, a couple other running backs I want to ask you about here before we move on as um, time is short. But um, you mentioned Madison before. Can we go back to Madison here? Now they got Cam Akers. No one's going to be on Madison, I think. Um, but he is part of this spectacular game environment. Um, it hasn't gone well for him, but he's inexpensive. Like there's pros and cons all over the place for uh, Alexander Madison. And and I would say a, a significant con is the fact that his team felt the need to trade for a running back this week. Yeah. Not that they paid much, but they did it. So obviously they're like, Hey, what's going on with this guy? Why is he playing so bad? Um, can you, is, is this where Madison angry, angry Alexander Madison comes out and, you know, I'm trying to make a, uh, Hamilton reference here. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep talking until something pops in my, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could happen. This would be one of the best spots for it to happen with him. Um, you know, chargers aren't, really that great against the run they're middle of the road against the run um but he's an underdog right now at home so typically historically we've seen that not produce winning uh fantasy production so i have another off of them i just uh-oh. traded for as we're during the show i just traded for puka nakua 
in one of my dynasty leagues. I was able to there you go. mash the accept button. I feel really good about it. Um, <laughs> in real time. Got to do it. It happened. Um, all right. Bijan, Zach Moss. Uh, can you play? I, you know, the, the Ravens have not been good against the run this year. Zach Moss got all the run last week. Yeah. Um, he's projecting pretty well. Could we play Zach? And the Ravens? 500? Potentially. I wouldn't hold it against you if you did. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I wasn't thinking about him. I don't love him when Richardson plays. But, you know, when Richardson came out, he got targets last week, four targets, uh, plenty of carries, the touchdown. 5,500 salary level this week. Didn't didn't get priced up too much. More importantly, like no one else really is coming in. Uh, he's getting all the carries that he can handle. De- uh, Deion Jackson at this point. I don't even know how yeah. to spell his name. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good plays this week at, at the running back position. I could see multiple ones going off. Yeah, so. D- Jackson completely shut out. Got a zero. So, um, let's go back to running back. Any other names that we didn't mention that? Um, oh, I mean, talk about. I, I guess I don't know what the status is with David Montgomery, but Montgomery at one point was looking like he might be out, which could be Jameer Gibbs' season. Yeah, for us. Yeah, that that's where I would go. Um, if you wanted to go in that uh, Atlanta Detroit game, I like Bijan Robinson a lot on the road as an underdog going into this game. Um, another one that I really like is Jameer Gibbs. Montgomery's out. Uh, Jameer Gibbs at in the six point six K range. Um, I think. Not- I think. Let me let me emphasize this. If David Montgomery's out, I think it's Jameer Gibbs' lock button season almost. Yeah, and the reason why I think that that goes into line here is Atlanta is very bad against pass catching running backs. They're the second worst in the league. So Jameer Gibbs gets all he's gonna get all of his production via the pass. Yeah, he's gonna do it between the numbers as well, but I see a lot of production coming from Jameer Gibbs um via the pass, short passing op- opportunities from golf. Um you know, they Atlanta's Atlanta's got a pretty decent defensive line, so that's gonna force um Goff to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker than he would normally like to. So yeah, I mean I can definitely see it happening in this game. So I love it. Um that mostly covers I think the the running back position for this week. Uh one one other name though. That is not popping in the projection model, but I just because again, Eckler is not definitively out. But what about Josh Kelly? Can you know Kelly kind of burned everybody? Yeah. Uh in week two, right? Now he's very inexpensive. And in the chalk game of the of the week, right? Everybody's loading up on Herbert. Everybody loading up on all these pass catchers and whatnot. Is Josh Kelly the ultimate leverage against um Herbert Herbert passing chalk? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is your ultimate pivot here um, off of that passing game. The only the only thing I'm waiting on is whether or not Eckler is out. Eckler's out. 
Absolutely. I mean, this Go is with right that assumption, of course. If Eckler's yep. playing, uh, we're not touching this guy. But if Eckler's out, again, Kelly comes off the bad game against Titans defense. Titans defense kind of good. Good, definitely pretty good against the run. No one's no one's running on them, right? So we were expecting the bad game from him. But now this is not that now, you know, actually, weirdly, the Vikings have been pretty good against the run also. But I almost think that's like a fluke. I don't I don't this team, the Vikings, you know, they shut down Rashad White. I think it was in week one. And and like they've been shutting down running backs that aren't bad. But I just think it was a fluke. I, I don't I don't they don't have any history of being a good rush defense in Minnesota unless I'm missing. No, something. You're not missing anything. I think it's just, you know. They had a couple of good games to start against the run. Um, yeah, and but, they were getting torched via the pass. So it was like but the defense was just giving up. DeAndre dark. Swift did torch them this past week. So yeah, and that's right. And he's um, a pass catching back. So pass catching backs are going to torch this team. It's kind of um, like, another. Yeah, it's not. It's not exactly what Josh Kelly is, but he can catch. Yeah, but he can catch passes. Um, yeah. And he could definitely do it that way. Um, another running back I see that could actually um, do well this week is uh, Mostert with Miami against Denver. Denver coming in. Um, Miami's actually number one in rush DVOA. Um, they're producing a lot of points via the run. And, um, you know, Denver's not, you know, they're 24th against running backs giving up fantasy points. So, it's definitely a, a good spot for uh, Mostert this week. A lot of live running backs in week three. Um, let's jump over to tight end. I always like to hear what the Shark Lab has to say about both tight end and the defense positions as we're we're deep in here. So let's talk a little bit of the tight end position. Who is popping based on the numbers, the metrics, you know, favored home? And give me remind me again what is the formula for tight end? Um, the the Shark Lab formula for tight end. Yeah, so we, we generally like to see the favorites. Um, that's produced a lot of good fantasy production in the past. But we've we're starting to see a little bit of a trend where uh, road underdogs are starting to seep into these winning Millie Maker lineups more and more and more. Um, so, but with that and away underdogs, you really want to target games that are um, under 24 on the implied team totals. Um Favorites, home favorites, we want to target them. We want to target home favorites that have a 45-point or greater over-under with a 24-point or greater implied team total. Um, so looking at looking at the slate, a couple of couple underdogs that actually come into play here, uh, Kyle Pitts with Atlanta going into Detroit, um, Hayden Hurst going into Seattle. Uh, both of these defenses... Uh, Detroit and Seattle's defenses aren't very good against the tight end position. They actually bleed points to the tight end position. Seattle's 32nd against the tight end position, and um, Detroit is 28th. Last week, you know, saw pretty good production out of um, Ferguson with Dallas simply because the fact that the Jets weren't that great against the tight end position. And, you know, Ferguson got in for a score at 3.3K. He actually made value last week. Um, you know, Ke uh, Kelsey's definitely in play this week. Home favorite. Um, another home favorite that I like this week is Ingram. Evan Ingram in that Houston-Jacksonville game. Um, 
I never like Evan Ingram. I feel like he's overpriced for the role. He is. He is, but it's actually a really good spot for him. Um, another good spot on the opposite side of the Atlanta um, in the Atlanta game is Sam Laporta. He's got a really good uh, matchup here. Uh, Atlanta is giving up 27th most points. They're, Look at the rating. Look at the rating. 92. Rating. That's a big rating. And then this one might be a little bit under the radar. Um, it may surprise some people, but if I if I need to save a lot of salary and I need to go under 3K on DraftKings to, to find a tight end, uh, Smurf from Miami. He's in a really good spot. Wait, what and, did you call him? Uh, is it Smythe or Smurf? <laughs> Smythe. Durham Smythe. Smythe. Yes. Smythe. Smythe. Uh, I like the Durham Smythe play. Uh, um, he's 2.9K. It allows you to go all the way up on maybe uh, Justin Jefferson, whereas you may not have been able to prior. Um, don't Denver is not that great against the tight end position. They're 20th against the tight end position. What um, I like about the Smythe play is because Denver has Pat Sertain on the outside covering um, Tyreek Hill probably. Yep. Um, what you're going to end up with now, Sertain is a sh- kind of a shutdown guy, like kind of, right? He's on the he's on the upper echelon of cornerbacks in the uh, NFL right now. So it leaves you with Waddle, who may or may not even play. Let's let mm-hmm. you know he's he's banged up. He's not even practicing today. I don't know what's going on. Assuming he plays, still those 14 or 16 targets per game that sometimes go to uh. You know, I, I don't think that shuts down Tyreek Hill, by the way. He still gets his seven or eight. But there are some extra targets to go around, potentially, if um, if Hill is is covered a little bit better than right. he normally would be, which might open up a couple of extra targets for Smythe. And all we need from a 2.9K player is four targets, and you're pretty much happy you played him. Yeah, I mean, if you can get nine points out of this guy, you're you're ecstatic. I mean, that's that's over 4X. Um, almost so it near near not 4X. quite four x but it's good it's near and and um, it's, it's good enough and and you know what tight ends have been giving you shit all season and by the way it's when, actually when the, when the millie makers being one with a 214 you don't actually need five like four x is five x is for your 250s and you and above like right now millie makers are being one or last couple weeks the millie maker was one with bad scores from the tight end like just yeah. that simple. You're getting 11s and nines. And so it didn't matter. And if you played a cheap one and you got that nine or you play, you know, Waller and you get a 13, you're much better off playing the 2.9 K like Waller didn't exactly five X his salary last week. And he's in the Millie, you know, he got a 13 on yeah. a 5,500 salary. That's not even good. That's two and a half X. So it's not like the tight ends have been producing all that no. well uh, to start the season. No, but if he gets a nine or a ten, that's that's a little bit over three X. Yeah, not four X, three X. Um, the rating really important, guys. So if you have access to the domination station optimizer, if you sign up at DFS Arm, you have this. You can sort by rating, right? And this will pretty much list out the best plays. And everybody that you just mentioned here is pretty much in this list. So like what you're looking at is really agreeing with the rating, which I like to see quite a bit. And of course, for anybody who's watching this, who's not a DFS Army subscriber, make sure you get signed up, go do it, do it right now. Um, get in there. We are having lots of fun this season, kicking ass, taking names. Um, 
Yeah, I messed let's talk about defense. Up. I always like talking defense with you, Burns. Yeah, I love defense. This is one of the most um, under. I don't know. It's it's a very difficult position to actually project. It's one of the most difficult positions to project because things things can just go one way or the other very quickly. Here, um, here's some of the chalk this week, Burns. Yep. The Jets, Jets. are going to right now projecting is the highest on which I get. Jets at home. I think it's a good call um, against the Patriots. Patriots are not like an offense. The Jets are a good enough defense that when they go up against an average to below average offense like the Patriots, good things can happen. Um, yep. Chiefs, of course, fields of the Chicago offense has been a, an absolute shit show. Um, then yeah. you got the Cardinals just because they're cheap. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get the Cardinals. Um, defense call there why why they're so old it's just cheap it's just the absolute cheap they don't project well yeah they but they're very poorly it's just yeah like, i get that but there there's other defenses in and around them that are much but be- they're in much better positions than uh the cardinals yeah patriots um, at the jets i totally get I, I i think that's a good play uh anytime zach milfson is at the helm you want the defense that is going up against him i think uh belichick knows this thing but who who's popping on the shark lab defense. Cause you're always coming up with ones that I was just like, wow, I wasn't thinking about that. And then they smash. So give me a couple yeah. of those names. That's going to, that are going to help us um, tear it up. I think last week it was Tampa. I can't remember. Yeah, it was Tampa. Um, let's see a couple that are going to pop right away. Um, one of the, the one that I'm really excited about this week is green Bay. Again, uh, I was excited about them in week one. Um, they're home again. So Green Bay's defense does really well at home. Um, their New Orleans is coming up there. I just don't see a lot of a lot of goodness from New Orleans. Um Carr, Carr is just not a good quarterback in general, I I don't think. Um, so I think Green Bay, Jair Alexander is going to shut down the side that he is on. He's one of the best corners in the game. Um He's going to shut down that side, so it just leaves you know. Is that Olave? Um, I would have to look, but whether he's on Olave or or Thomas in this game, he's going to basically shut him down. And um, but I I see a lot. <laughs> I can see this game going very badly for New Orleans um, in Green Bay. Uh, Cuz some other loves this game, big bet of the week. Who did? Cuz uh, Cuz Gargano loves this game. Uh, on the, the green bay side. side yeah yeah um other defenses that i like this week i like cleveland with tennessee coming into town um cleveland has the opportunity here to shut down tennessee's um passing offense i really don't see much happening from the passing offense the only way i i i see tennessee moving the football is via the run with derrick henry in this game um another defense i like a lot this week Indianapolis going into Baltimore. I, I like Baltimore's defense this week. Um, and then another one, pivoting off of the Seattle defense simply because of the fact that we may not have a rookie quarterback starting for It's already Carolina. a done deal. It's not a – it, 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 he's out. It's going to okay, be so – he's out. So I don't know, you know what? I don't want to say that. I, I need to verify that. I'm okay. 99% that he's out at this point. Well – Bryce Young out 
forces me to pivot from Seattle off of them, even though they were in a really good spot at home, um, to I'm going to pivot to Carolina here. Uh, and this is kind of why I think like Arizona should not be a, a chalky defense this week because you have some pivots this week that you can go to that are, I mean, they're in and around, you know, $300 for, of um, Arizona. Another defense that is really close in um, salary to Arizona is um, Indianapolis going into Baltimore. They, they too, could have a, a decent game. Um, another team I was looking at and thought that they could actually have a pretty decent game um, on the defensive side is Atlanta going into Detroit. Um, I get a lot of surprises here, Burns. You're, you're like all of them. Atlanta. Yeah, these are the types of defenses that I I see could actually um, produce some significant um, fantasy production at very low ownership. Now, lo and behold, (laughs) defenses are very hard to project, especially this early in the season. As we get some more data, it becomes much more of a more easily to project things. But even still you can't really project interceptions and touchdowns via an interception score or fumble score. Those when are very you, difficult. When you look at the R squared for defense projections, they are by far the least um, predictive of any position group. And it's, it, it blows away most, like the difference in the R square, like, you know, RB's like 0.59 and then wide receivers like 0.45 and they're yep. all in this zone. QB's like 0.55. Like we're, they're pretty close and they're all in a similar zone. And then defense, it's like 0.25. You were yeah, only crazy. about 20 to 25% accurate on um, defense projections. So, you know, I always say to people, if you like one, just go for it. You never know when a fumble is recovered for a touchdown. You never know when a, a ball bounces off of somebody or, 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 or a punt is muffed. Like there are just things that, that cause defensive scoring that you just are wildly unpredictable. Um, that being said, one that you didn't mention that I was trying to highlight on the screen so you would see it and say it. Bills. The Bills are on the road, but they're yeah, up against kinda, effectively a rookie. And I was I was really kind of like saving them for not saying them. Because oh. I think they are the the one defense this week. I really didn't want to say them um, because I kind of want to win the Millie Maker this week. <laughs> Don't hold back, Burns. You got to uh, give it away. I know. Uh, but, the Bills, oh my gosh, I don't know why they're not a like a defense that is thirty percent owned right now. They they are in they're going into a they're going into an atmosphere where they could actually destroy the Washington Commanders. Um, on on the defensive side of the ball, Sam Sam Howell, I no. Listen, more importantly, low. Look owned at what Arizona and, did to did to them when they came into town. Yeah, and low owned and inexpensive. 2900. So I'm for looking them for them is very inexpensive. I saw that on when I first saw that on Monday I go click because you never see them at 2900 unless they're playing Kansas City or another ridiculously high over under game, right? You never see them that low. Never. And they're up 3K. against a, a a neophyte quarterback which you want to be targeting those guys no matter who the defense is. I don't get the salary on this one. I, I just yeah. don't get it. They should be a 4K defense this week. I think this is a misprice. 
now watch their ownership go skyrocketing. You can do another one if you want. There we go. Let's do it again. So last week we had a contest where we said, drop your favorite QB uh, to pass catcher stack in the comment section. And if you can hit the, the Millie Maker winner, we're going to get you a free copy of Burns's book, Winning the Million Dollar Game. Well, no one actually, uh, no one actually said Jones Waller, which was in the nuts lineup. But we went to the judges in the contest, and because the Jones to Hodgins combination, even though it wasn't used in the Millie Maker, was good enough to win the Millie Maker. Like that was a nuts combination this week. If you had it, just no one did. So we are awarding the uh, free copy of winning the million dollar game to Mr. 19 or Mrs. I don't know. Not making assumptions. Um, Mr. or Mrs. 1986 Cochran. So uh, if you're out there and you're watching, I will drop a response as well here in the comments. Hit us up and let us know your email address. Hit us up on the, um, the DFS Army Twitter or right here in the comments or in the new comments for this week. Let us know your, um, just hit us up direct, DM us something, get in touch at FFootballGeek. Hit me up on my Twitter if you need to, and we will get you a free copy of Winning the Million Dollar Game, which brings us around to this week. I know it's late in the breakdown, but um, drop your favorite. Secondary stack. Can be an RB, tight end. You going secondary stack this one? Yeah. Yeah, let's go secondary stack. Um, Could be an RB, tight end. Could be... Uh, RB wide receiver could be um, two wide receivers um, in the same game, opposite sides of the game. Um, it could be a defense with a running back, you know, your old school secondary stack, you know, something like that. That would be really cool. I'd like to see those. All right. So a correlation play does not have to be QB combined with a pass catcher. Burns is opening it up there. They need to be a correlated pairing defense. Uh, running back is a correlated pairing, wide receiver, opposing wide receiver, running back, opposing wide receiver, correlated pairing that winds up in the nuts. Millie maker nuts this week. Drop it in the comments. We are going to go through it again. Uh, Burns, of course, going to make it more complicated for me to go through it because now I have to know more than just who the winning uh, quarterback is. So thanks for adding to my workload, Burns. Um, it's totally needed that. Extra work is always fun. But drop those in the comments section below. And we will go through it and pick another winner if any of you nail it. By the way, I'm gonna I put all the combinations because I always think somebody's gonna nail it. So then I, I add those. And we're not gonna send out the PDF. I'll be sending out the actual book. So um, I was winners just gonna send we'll I was just gonna email a PDF of the book. And you may even find a surprise in there where I sign it for you. There it is. So a signed potential copy of winning the million dollar game from Burns. Drop your comment in the uh, uh, drop your comment. Give us a secondary pairing that will wind up in the nuts lineup. That's going to do it for this one this week. We went longer than I like to, but I enjoyed the section at the front um, where we reviewed last week's Millie Maker. So if you enjoyed that, let us know in the comments as well. We'll keep doing it. And uh, we will see you guys at the top of the leaderboards. Take care.